Hello, this is Wanda, your host of Salty Coffee Podcast. How's everyone doing? It is March 26, 2023, but the episode you're about to hear was recorded on Wisdom app on February 28, 2023. The topic is the big chop. <laughs> and while some people thought this conversation was going to be about meat, you know, like the big chop, it has nothing to do with meat. <laughs> it has to do with what people with natural hair will consider cutting it all off. Why do we cut our hair off? Especially if we're a woman, why do we do the big chop? Why is that? For me, if it's a sense and a feeling, an emotion, um, feeling liberated, feeling independent, feeling the ability to do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. And not only did I feel lighter, I felt like I just left everything from 2020, 2021, and 2022, just threw it all away. Start new, start fresh, be you, be who you want to be, learn something new. That's what I consider a big job. On this wisdom app, the download recording was a little off. So I apologize for that. If it seems like it's going to go differently, how to go in and out, but that's fine because the conversation of getting to know new people, getting to understand how they live their life and their understanding of the big job is so important for all of us. Cause at the end of the day, we're all humans. We all breathe the same. We all drink the same water, <laughs> clean water. Or maybe not. I mean, it's different in some places, but the human body requires the same thing for all of us to continue to live, which is a heart. And I hope you all have the heart to be able to be daring and different. And that doesn't mean that no one loves you. It doesn't mean that people dislike you if you are different. The important thing is that you love yourself that you like yourself and that you know what you need to do to move on and move forward. And that is the big chop. Hello. It's salty coffee. What's going on with everyone? Let me just share a little thing here. 10 years ago, um, I think it was like my last final, I was going through my undergraduate degree and as an adult, I was in my thirties, close to forties. I don't even remember, but, um, I decided, you know, my hair is always, I didn't, uh, okay. Let's start all over. Hi, it's Saturday. <laughs> Good afternoon. I'm Salty Coffee. My real name is Wanda. And I'm going through some changes, not only on a social media side, but I'm going through some changes on my personal. You know, turned 53 a few weeks ago, and kids are out of the nest. And it's just a transformation that's been very difficult. But working on it. I'm working on it every day. It's not easy. But I wanted to share um, the Big Chop. And for those who don't know what the Big Chop is, it's just when you take all of your hair and just cut it all off. <laughs> to the core. <laughs> and I don't know, I, I, I did it 10 years ago, um, 2013, when it was my last final took me six years to do my undergraduate degree uh, as a part-time student, but I did it. It wasn't easy. It wasn't um, raising two daughters. It's just, it just what I had to do and working two jobs. But um, needless to say, I did it. So when I uh, did my last final, something told me, you know, a lot of, I spent a lot of time on my hair. And 
I said, you know, what's that all about? And after I went through books, theories, ideals, founding uh, education, and what we needed to learn, and what we needed to uh, fulfill when it came to, you know, academics. It's interesting. Um, I'll tell you something about that. But I just decided to just cut it all off. Uh, the person who I generally want to take care of my hair, and of course you all know Relaxer, you know. The picture you see on here, um, that's, that's really my natural hair, but just blown out, you know. So it's not natural, natural. It's just blown out. Um, I didn't realize how strong and like beautiful my my natural hair was and that's something that you know women go through as kids you know 70s you know it was all about having straight hair right i, I mean even today um i love the 60s with the afro um it was just so so naturally out there that it looks fake right and and I guess when they try to do movies to replicate, um, you know, the Panthers or any Black history movies from that time, you know, I think they have to get wigs and it just looks weird. <laughs> but I love the 60s and the 70s, early 70s. And I don't know what happened between the 70s and 80s, but, you know, for me, uh, September 11 already had happened. You know, just a lot of things had happened and deciding to just chop it all off was one thing that I said, I'm just going to do. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Um, this is my first time on Wisdom using an Apple iPad. So please bear with me because I don't even know. <sighs> I don't even know like how to add people on here through that one so if you can leave me a message or just let me know how this works that's fine please feel free to come up um i don't even know if you know because usually when i'm on the other phone you see the join now on the right it's just not there but um I purposely got an iPad just to go through Wisdom and AMP through Amazon. But the big chop. So for the past, since COVID, um, which is another big thing that occurred, I guess, for a lot of people. So a lot of coworkers die. So a lot of chaos a lot of emptiness, your neighbors are gone, um, food prices went up, healthcare went up, salaries are down. Um, it's just different. Things are different. And, and the older you get, uh, the more difficult it is to understand I guess um, a lot of people listen to respond. I'm the type of person that I like to listen to just learn. And there's something about just when she, the dresser, the hairdresser took the scissors and I sent her the photos and I, I didn't want to, go to a place uh, my daughters had recommended these places and prices were like 185 250 i'm like my god for a haircut <laughs> i'm 53 this is like outrageous and i get it i get that you cannot charge people 50 dollars or whatever for to maintain a hair salon it's a lot of work i get it but I could have gone to the nearby barber and be like, hey, just, you know, for what I wanted to do, I really could have just gone to the barber shop and be like, yo, just cut this right here. 
and I'll do the rest, you know, because I know how to cut my hair and I know how to do a little bit of some things to my hair, right? I've only been with my hair for 53 years. I mean, I have to learn something. And my daughters were like, no, mom, go down here because they'll, you know, sell you their products and you'll, you'll have healthy hair. And I'm like, since when does shampoo or conditioners make your hair healthy? I've never, that's not how I grew up. I grew up that what you eat is what makes your skin and your hair healthy has nothing to do with what you put in the exit. It helps to style. It helps to shine a little bit based on the environment that you're in. But it doesn't necessarily make your hair better. And that's just how I grew up. I grew up that what you eat, um, what you drink, if you drink a lot of alcohol and you smoke, your hair is going to be damaged. It's just going to come out very dry and brittle. But... Um, I enjoy, um, you know, cooking with coconut oil and I do have to lose weight. <laughs> so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Bear with me. It's been a while, you know, but I've always been an active person, you know, going to the gym three times a week. And that was just my lifestyle. As long as I maintain the diet that I had before. But as you get older, it just gets a little harder. I do have to admit that it does get harder. And I'm sorry for the background noise, but that's just New York at its best. <laughs> and so for the past three years, you know, I've done a lot to my hair. It's more silver now. Ooh, that's loud. Sorry about that. Wow, this sounds like it's here. <laughs> All right, and I've colored it a couple of times and just to cover the grays. I've done a couple of things, but um, I just was not convinced. My daughters didn't convince me to go to these faraway places. Because then I'm thinking, okay, so if I do the big chop and I cut it all off, and then I need to like redo it again because my hair grows really fast. Um, I'm thinking, okay, where am I gonna go? You know, the next week or two weeks. I can't go all the way downtown or Brooklyn or pay another $180. Like that's just not in my budget. So I was talking to my coworker and she recommended a place nearby where I live and where she lives right here in the Bronx. And I looked at her Instagram and I'm like, wow, she does she's she does exactly what I need. And she's been doing it for 20 plus years. And I was like, you know, why not? This is what I'm gonna do. And of course when you go to the place, you know, it's in the Bronx. It's like uh not trendy or bourgeoisie, if you will. But to hair salons. I went because I saw her pictures and what she does, and she does great work. And you know, we met. It was the first person because I told her I like to do early stuff. I don't like this two o'clock, one o'clock type of hair salon. I like to go to a hair salon that's open at seven, and I'm out of there by you know. <laughs> and I'm out of there. If if you've done your hair in a hair salon, you know, you know that. If there's some good hairstylist, I mean, back in the 90s and 80s, there's a good hairstylist. You know she's going to have 20 people to 30 people. Each person is a, a good one hour to two hours. But a lot of people have gone natural. So I haven't been to a hair salon in 15 years, 10 years. So I don't even know what that lifestyle is all about. But when I heard 180, I was like, no, it's not just it's not going to happen. <laughs> I can't spend $180 on a haircut. And she did an amazing job. You know, she knew exactly what I wanted. I showed her two pictures. I showed her one where how my hair will look if it's wet and how I wanted it to sit as wet. And then I showed her a picture with it blown out so that when I do 
do it dry and blown out as you see on my picture here have that uh it would be at that length um because as you all know hair shrinks <laughs> it just happens and she did an amazing job and i love it i love the new look i just when she literally started using the clippers in the back She's like, do you want me to do a design? <laughs> like, girl, I'm 53. I work at a university. But you know what? Go ahead. Just do the design. So I look like a gangster. <laughs> a gangster with grays. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. But, you know, I have that look now. Like, don't F with me. That type of look. Like, this is the look of that movie legends, you know, like where you're in survival mode <laughs> because this world is crazy. Every, everywhere you go, you have to like protect yourself or just have that look. But my inside, I feel free. I feel great that this is going to take a 10 minute as opposed to a half hour work on my hair in the mornings. Um, is is also going to take less time to prepare for wrapping it up at night. Um, I was doing a lot of wash and go, so, you know, that takes a lot of time. But um, now I feel so light, so fresh, so new, so ready, so motivated, prepared. Um... And it's amazing what a haircut can do to your spirit. I don't know what that is. I'm not a professional to explain it, but it's a feeling like, man, why didn't I do this two years ago? I could have just done this through COVID and figure it out myself, you know, something like that. I don't know. But when I got back home, I realized like, man, my mindset, I don't know what it does. I don't know what it is, but my, even my mindset is, um, my mindset is just different. I look, uh, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the big chop, but the last time I did it, I felt the same way. The last time I did the big chop, you know, I was like, okay, something has to change. I have to do things different now. I'm no longer going to be working full-time and going to school part-time. So what does this look like? You know, and you're constantly planning to change, right? So I look at this big chop as a new change. You know, I'm ready to retire in two years. But in the meantime, you know, I can do so much within these two years that can change, you know, my future. It can change my current situation. Not that my current situation is horrible, but it may just change my current situation. And I think um, this will be the opportunity for me to to just take risk and move forward and look at myself, learn from myself why um, I don't take more risk, why I haven't um, just, you know, instead of waiting to retire, why didn't I just quit? <laughs> Why didn't I get myself fired? <laughs> I don't know. Something different. But we shall see. And again, I don't know what I did to... I'm, I'm on an iPad. And I don't know how this works here. But I don't see the join thing. Did I do something wrong? Did I, I, I'm still learning these settings. So please bear with me. And, oh, let me see something. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why this is so different from Android. 
but if you're wanting to share your big chop, would you do it? Have you done it? Why did you do it? A lot of times I've learned that a lot of people do it when they, you know, finish college. You know, it's not like you're taking all the knowledge away. It's just, you're just taking all the stress that you finally completed something that it was part of your goal. And um, for me, that was what I, why I did it 10 years ago in 2013. Um, you know, when I participated in commencement hair was already long um but I literally did it on my last final I remember my last final I was taking four courses of four credits each so think about that raising two daughters in Bronx single parent going to work full-time going to school part-time an activist through the union and PTA president for uh, both of my daughter's schools. And they were, they're four years apart, so they were in different schools. So maybe that's why I did it. <laughs> my good Lord. And I go, I think back and I'm like, man, would I, would I have been able to be that active? And I think that's why naturally we, we tend to have children young. And I think that was something that was doable back in the 80s and 90s, you know, get married young, have children young. I don't think that's doable now. Like, and even, well, I wouldn't say that because I would say that there's, you have the ability to go to school online if you really want something. So that wasn't something that was available for what I wanted to do and what I wanted to complete and fulfill. So is it is it easier to go to school and work full time go to school part time and do your papers and all that raise two kids and i i interesting interestingly enough i had a interview with my youngest is generation x versus millennials and she's just like i'm not having kids <laughs> Oh no, I don't have time to do all the stuff you did. And I was like, wow. Seems like that's something that the millennials are thinking hard and strong about. See, it's real easy on, um, it's real easy on Android. I don't know why I've had a difficult time, why I had a difficult time on, <laughs> on the iPad, but here I can see, you know, I can see everything. I can hear everything and it's just way simpler. I don't know what that was all about, but. I don't know. Maybe I have to update the app on the iPad. Maybe that's what I need to do. 
Um, if you can come up, feel free to come up. My name is Wanda, and I'm the host of Salty Coffee Podcast. And I'm taking a break from the podcast for season four. And I'm changing everything. And one of the biggest changes that I made um, today uh, <laughs> was a physical change. I cut off all of my hair. Um, yeah, you can literally just run your fingers right through the back. <laughs> and it's just going to slide your hand off. You're going to slide your hand off. But this is my third time here on Wisdom trying to get this conversation on. But please feel free to join me and tell me, um, have you ever had the, uh, wow, I wrote bog chop. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, let me save this. All right, I'm a big chop. <laughs> so the last time I did a big chop was in 2013, 10 years ago. And I decided to do it again um, this time around. Yeah, uh, I unfortunately, I was on the iPad and I just was not able to bring listeners up. And again, um, I think I have it set up where you can come up. So feel free to come up now. <laughs> Crystal, what's going on? So, Crystal, if you're not following Crystal, you should be following her. Um, her website is on her um, uh, her. So, if you go to her wisdom profile. She has the Entrepreneur in the Making ebook. And I, I want to talk a little bit about that. So, Crystal, if you're still here, please come up so that you can share and I can share with everyone else what I've done so far with the book. Um, Crystal's ebook, Entrepreneur in the Making, is a book that's not about um, how to sell products, how to do, how to run your business. Even though it is, it has the resources, it has the information all in there. Um, it's it goes even deeper than that. It's a it's a more of a personal journey journal, if you will, about your mindset when you're um, about to embark or to rethink what you're doing and. The first um, section of her book is how I ended up with the big chop <laughs> today. Um, she defines what is an entrepreneur in the making, what, it, what the book is about from the beginning. Um, and step one, there's four steps. And the first step is the first one that I've taken so far. I, I have not jumped in skipping pages or trying to rush through it based on her recommendation you should really take your time with this ebook so again she's on the listeners list her name is crystal um she's a verified content creator on the stereo app so feel free to follow her and make sure that you um check out her interviews um, about the ebook, and I love it because she um, created this ebook with with feedback from the people that she actually has. Um, I tried. Uh, oh, okay. It doesn't allow you to come now. See, I don't know what that's all about because I have it open man don't tell me i have to get out again oh i mean this really should not be this difficult um i'm on my android now so if anybody has any tips um i don't know uh, it shouldn't be this difficult but uh let me see 
me see if I go to you and invite you. Let's see. Go to this. All right. No. Nope. Yeah. Uh, do I need to go back out again and, and edit how? Okay. Uh, um, okay. I don't think there's a way for you to go to your settings while you're live. <laughs> and I know I had my settings open for an hour before. So do you have to do the settings over and over again? Then that's something I guess they can fix. All right, people, I'll tell you what. I'm going to get out again. <laughs> I tried this on my iPad. Um, it says ask people to join. So I don't understand why that's not working. Um, I go to edit and it just lets me change the title. And, you know, this is kind of like, it shouldn't be this difficult, really. Um, but <laughs> any tips on how to use this? Okay. I know. I know, and I don't know why. Why it's not allowing you to join. Huh, interesting. All right, let me... I'm going to leave for a minute, and I'll be right back. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Have I been banned? No! <laughs> I'll be back. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, you've just got no protection. So he was trying to trying to get me to get off of that motorcycle, but I was in that, you know, again in my twenties where I was mm -hmm. invincible and and I was born to live, and so I just wanted to mm -hmm. enjoy, you know, suck all the marrow out of life that I could, every chance that I got. Now, of course, there there's a fine line between being uh, risk averse and being stupid, and I'm sure I've uh, crossed that line back and forth many times. But as you said, yeah. I, I have survived. No matter what I've gone through or you've gone through to this point we can say with certainty we have survived right i don't know i just i i think i don't understand why is it that the older we get the more fear we have of things and we look at our kids like what you did what and you've done worse um but it's interesting it's interesting that for me i think the older i get the more riskier i get like I want mm. to do more yeah. and I always feel like I haven't really done much and people are like, Oh, be quiet. Like <laughs> you've done enough. <laughs> but um, yeah. that's interesting that the older we get, you know, the more responsible we want to be. And there's no, I mean, there's really, as, as long as you're doing something that's not, you know, out there, out there, you know, like on your own type of thing, you know, um, I don't see the reason why we should restrict ourselves, you know. I agree. I, I think there's, you know, there's a confusion there between what's being responsible and what's just enjoyable, right? Because sometimes, mm -hmm. and each of us have a different tolerance for that and a different sense of adventure. But there's, there's something very life-giving about being on some sort of adventure that has a risk to it, where you have that, mm -hmm. that sense of aliveness, right? That the adrenaline's mm -hmm. flowing and you know that, okay, something bad could happen, but also I'm, mm -hmm. I'm getting through this. I'm doing it. I, I went on a hike uh, with some buddies um, in the Grand Canyon one weekend and okay. we'd never done this before. We didn't really know what we were into, but we just knew like this would be a great adventure. Mm -hmm. So, so we packed our stuff. We're going to hike, uh, not on the main trail, but on an ungroomed trail that was like it was 11 miles from the rim to the river uh, okay. and about a, about a mile elevation change and so our plan was to take two days to hike down and then one day to hike back out not a great plan now that I look back but of course we didn't know better so so the first day we hiked down about to the seven mile mark and because our packs were so heavy uh, because we didn't know what we're doing my toes had been 
crammed mm -hmm. up against the end of my boots. You know, every step was like uh, hammering my toenails into the end of my boots. And so it, my toes started to bruise underneath the toenails. And so every step was painful, but you know, what are you going to do at that point? I'm certainly not going to complain in front of my peers. Right. So we, we pack our tents, you know, we, we, we do a tent camping that first night. The next day was four miles down to the river and we just couldn't wait to get to the river so we could put our bare feet in that nice ice cold water and get some relief. But then uh, here's the part where we really hadn't thought through. Day three, two of the four of us had to hike out because we had uh, commitments to get back to. So now with bruised underneath our toenails and, uh, you know, quite Short a pack of, time, of stuff, bags. Yeah. Now, now, we got, now we're going to hike up. We got to hike out of the canyon, eleven miles in one day rather than two, and we got about mm. two two hours away from base camp down at the river where or two of our buddies were to realize that we'd left our water back at the river, <laughs> and now mm. we're like, what do we do now? Because if, if we turn around and go back, that's going to be four hours of hiking just to get back to where we are at that point, and probably won't make it out by sunset, which was highly advised to get out by sunset, and so. Uh, you know, quite a dilemma at that point. So me and my buddy, we just decided we're going to keep going and pray and hope for the best. And we got about three quarters of the way out. We're dehydrated. We're in pain. It's it's miserable. Every step is is pain. And then out of nowhere, this day hiker comes almost jogging up to us. He's got water on both hips. And he's like, hey, guys, how's it going? We're like, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die. He says, hey, you guys thirsty? I got some extra water here. So he, he gives us one of his um, thermoses of water. We both, you know, of course, guzzle it down. And that gave us the just the, the stamina that we needed to keep going. And sure enough, right as the sun was setting, we crested the top of the, the trail and just laid down on our backs, thanking God that we were alive. I'm thinking, okay, so that, that, that wasn't brilliant. But what a story we have to tell. Yeah. And that's definitely a tip that you can leave on, you know, whatever platform about that that whole hike uh, trail, you know. Yeah. Make right. sure you, you have appropriate shoes. Make sure you wear whatever toe socks or whatever. <laughs> I wouldn't know either. Um, travel light, as light as you can. <laughs> Because now, yeah. now they they and what, how long ago was this? Let's see. Gosh, that would have been twenty five years ago now. Yeah. So yeah, like now they have those backpacks with the water. You know that you just right, have right. the straw. Yeah, they have all kinds the of stuff back. now. So like, I yeah. hate millennials. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like they're so. Again, we it took us to go through all of these things. You know, without either having someone with the experience to, to give us the tips or easy access to get the tips um, for them to have it now, you know, right. This is amazing. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I wonder, you know, I have two girls now, two daughters who are mm -hmm. 14 and 12 and they're, mm. they're pretty soft. They're pretty soft. Right. Because I do protect them and, mm. and they don't do the <laughs> adventures that I did when I was a kid. Cause I grew up in Montana where it was wide open. Okay. And, we were outdoors. If the sun was up, we were outdoors. Um, and now, of course, they've got their electronic devices that keep them company day and night and on and on the story goes. But but I, you know, I my heart aches for them because I want them to at least experience how resilient that they really are to, to understand, mm -hmm. you know, that they're far mm -hmm. more capable than they can imagine and that there's mm -hmm. much more to life to experience than what's on your screen. Absolutely. Can I recommend something for you to watch? Yeah, of course. And maybe show them? Yeah. So I my last interview was with my youngest daughter. I have two daughters also. One is 26 and one is 30. So I had the interview with a 26-year-old yeah. who is now working for a university in North Carolina. And the, the title to the talk, you can find it on my website, but the title is Generation X versus Millennials. All right. And I learned so much from my daughter about how much she wanted to leave where we live and um, how the Bronx made her tough <laughs> yeah. and hard, you know, but yeah. So I don't know, maybe you, 
you can watch it first and then watch it with them. I don't know. But um, her her specific job now where she works at is to take the students out of that out of that whole electronic mm -hmm. thing and trying to be alone all the time and to interact with other people. That's her job right now awesome. at, at, at the university because um, I don't know. I don't know if it was because of COVID they got comfortable, you know, right. and, and I don't know, but um, we have a lot of work to do as parents, you know, because COVID really created some major social stresses, you know, for, Absolutely. for yeah. like, yeah, your daughters. Yeah. That at that yeah. age, but um, this is amazing. Thank you, Mojo for coming up. I've been on My here pleasure. for three hours <laughs> now. Okay. Um, I think I am following you already. Um, but thank you. Thank you for sharing your, your, <laughs> your, um, not so great big chop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was interesting to say the least. And um, it's always great to talk to people, you know, close to my age. Um, I always feel like I'm like they're all gone or something or like not interested in talking. I don't know what it is. We're still about... here. We're I know. Still here. I know. I know. <laughs> but um, thank you. Thank and I'll you. talk to you soon. All right. Till next time. So that was Mojo. Mojo has a podcast, I think, because I think that's what I read. But um, his big chop was unexpected and not planned and not scheduled with, um, well, he did schedule it with a person who's professional at cutting hair. But um, the circumstances to what led to cutting the hair <laughs> was not necessarily scheduled and, you know, deemed um, a big turn of the lifetime for him. Um, he uh, also spoke about the fascinating adventures of the 80s for him. Uh, he's done skydiving. He's done a lot of traveling, 50 states, 30 countries. And one of the things that he was almost about to do was bungee jump in Africa in Zimbabwe, Victoria Falls, and was convinced and recommended not to do it um but you know you never know he <laughs> you may want to go back to victoria falls and just do it right as long as you see people with helmets and the guidelines and you have to sign the risk uh authorization that you know you understand the guidelines um hopefully he'll get to do that one day and the story about the grand canyon with the toes man missing water how is it how is it that you're so blessed that in the moment of need of water, you have a jogger in the Grand Canyon to help you? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? But yeah, that's interesting. And so I enjoyed the talk with Crystal, who has an ebook on um, entrepreneur in the making. So please make sure you follow Crystal. Uh, that was amazing talk about, you know, again, Generation X with millennials. Um, how does that work? I think once you get to know people more and, and, you know, and help them out and identifying, even when we're not professionals, even when we don't have the purple or the yellow or the gold star, we don't all have the answers, you know, especially when you're a, a unique, special person. You know, and I think that takes time, takes experience, it takes, you know, risk taking. And I'm glad that I met Brian today with Rocco and his beautiful wife and um, Mojo um, with his stories about adventures in the 80s and how different people are. I never knew about the Terry Fox. I mean, in the 80s, I was just turning 10 in 1980. So I don't, you know, we didn't have a TV in my home. So I don't think that would be something that I would have known. Um, but I'm glad he shared the story with me because now I'll do a little bit more research and read. Um, this was uh, Brian who brought it up. 
and the Terry Fox Foundation. And again, I'm going to try to catch that book about the cat skills in New York about a young man who stayed there. And Mojo, I don't know, like, that sounds like you can write a book on your adventures. I mean, the big chop. <laughs> you can even call the book the big chop, you know? Um, because as you were telling me the, you know, the whole thing with the, the car and the screwdriver and how you had to go back down and about, it was like sort of to me uh, a scene on a series on, on some, you know, TV show or something. I don't know. Maybe you could do the film with your daughters. Maybe that's something collaborative. Take them out of the using <laughs> the iPads and the phones and whatever smartphones and create your own film. You know, uh, duplicate that whole story with the hiking and do it with your daughters. I don't know. I think that's there's a lot of fun things that we can do. But I do truly appreciate everyone who stopped by and to listen. Um, please feel free to visit my website. My interview with my daughter was the last episode for season four, Generation X versus Millennials. Um, she does have a lot of cursing. That's why I encourage uh, Mojo to listen to it first um, before he, if he wants to share it with his daughter. But listen to it because she gives advice to the parents about financial literacy and stuff like that. Um, and, and how, you know, how the millennials think because his daughters, if they're the age at their age now, they're Generation Z, I believe. So, man. Good luck to you, Mojo. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate everyone. I'm so thankful for my big chop. And the reason why it says part four is because I had started on my iPad and not realizing that I didn't have my settings to have people to come up and talk. So that was what that was all about. But um, I hope to see all of you soon. And I'm going to take Brian's advice. I will show face as it is now and will probably not share my big chop <laughs> to the public <laughs> that knows Salty Coffee as the brand Salty Coffee. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take what Crystal um advice, um and Brian's advice and and a little bit more of Mojo's like um risk-taking type of thing like you know sometimes it's okay to take risk but you know with precaution you know and if someone helps you to deter you to to go and do something risky I think that's a good lesson also to to listen to and and you know not be too selfish about you know doing what you want to do but may everyone have a great weekend feel free to reach out Feel free to follow each other. All you have to do is look at the listen list and click, click, click and follow everybody. Follow each other. It is a community of where we share and we listen and we can learn something just based on our stories, on our life, um, in real time, right? Well, have a good night. It's been a pleasure and I'll see you soon. And she'll be back again, y'all. And I got a little story I want to share with you. A song we recorded called Sleeping with the Enemy. It's a story about a woman who had a man that was too good to be true. He was handsome, romantic, kept a smile on her face. I mean, father. She never had to ask him for anything. Paid all the bills. But it was just one problem, y'all. He had a wife. Now, she never planned on falling in love with this man. But he came in and did all the things she liked. I mean, he put it on her. <laughs> she knew it could be trouble, but she took her chances anyway. But let me just tell y'all what happened. So y'all ready? Listen. I had me a good man, but he was somebody else, man. I didn't mean for it to go that far. In love with him, but he treated me right, and the loving was so nice. When he called my cell phone.